Fiends and horror hounds. This is Brett from Dimension Z, joined like I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How's it going, man? Good. How you doing? Not too bad. Um, this movie this week was definitely a big pick me up. It was like so. I haven't seen it in a while, and it was so much fun. Yeah, it's honestly the same way. I've seen this movie a lot of times. It's not like I watched it once and then this again. I've seen it a bunch, but it's been a while too. So it was really enjoyable to kind of rediscover it. Yeah, um, this week we're doing uh, 2014's Tusk, uh, directed by some guy named Kevin Smith, I don't know. Oh um, yeah, well, jokes aside, me and you are both insanely huge Kevin Smith fans, so for him to do a movie that fits onto this podcast just works, so we yeah. are very happy about that. But My mom summed it up perfectly years ago, I think it was after Yoga Hosers came out, and I said I loved Yoga Hosers, and she was like... Kevin Smith could film himself taking a shit on a plate, and you would pay to go see it. And I went, you're right, I would. But I will say, yeah, if it's as directed by Kevin Smith, I'll probably go see it. That doesn't mean I like all of it, because I know it's kind of come back around and people like it now, but I, I am not a fan of Jersey Girl. No, I definitely did not like Cop Out, so yeah, it Jer depends. Yeah, Jersey Girl is very meh. Cop Out is even more meh. It's, yeah, I can't even say I really enjoy Cop Out at all. That's the one where I don't think I've ever rewatched it after watching it once. No, well, that's during. Well, he even talked about on the like Smodcast and whatnot on, on his podcast about like he was trying to be like a mainstream director at that point and tried to going away from like the cult audience and like try to make something mainstream, and it just didn't work. Which you know he kind of did with Zach and Miri, but Zach and Miri was at least good. Yeah, Zach was, just, was really good, but I think it's probably, well, isn't it like Seth Rogen's like lowest grossing movie or something? Well, yeah, because that's not even on any of them. You couldn't market that shit. No, well, I remember the trailers for it, and it would be like, sometimes it would be Zach and Mary, sometimes it would be Zach and Mary make a porno. They they couldn't really say much about the movie just because it had the name porno in it. Yeah. Well, enough about Kevin Smith history. This one's Tusk, and this is fucking wild. Yeah, I love Tusk. Um, I saw this in theaters. I had See, I did not because, I mean, I know you drove, but I'm like, this isn't anywhere near me. Yeah, I had to drive like an hour and a half to uh, like the college town, and there was like a college theater that was playing it, and it was me and one other guy who we stayed after the. Uh, movie and actually end up talking for like 45 minutes to an hour about the movie and just kevin smith oh that's and cool he's like a mailman and whatnot well fast forward like a couple years later when yoga hosers came out i went back to the same theater to see it and the same guy was there oh that's awesome <laughs> it was just us again and i was like hey man <laughs> so like oh you can oh like you know what's weird about that is my theater is an independent theater where i live it's not like an amc or an alamo or anything like that and they didn't even get it, so that was kind of weird. Yeah, I was, um, there was, like, theaters in Pittsburgh I saw, and then there was, like, the ones in, like, State College. Yeah. So I'm surprised we didn't, but that's good you got to see in theaters. I, I saw it right away when it came out. Oh, yeah, I still have my movie ticket from this movie. It's like, this is one I was like, oh, I'm holding on to this. I think it's still in my wallet. Oh, that's cool. So you probably can't read it at all anymore. But... Oh, no, it's completely faded, but it's like, I know what it is. 
Yes, exactly. That's there for you. Um, and this is actually like extremely perfect. I forgot how much of like how much of a podcast movie this was. Oh yeah, it's it's kind of meta for to do a podcast about this movie. It's like doing a podcast about a podcast almost. Yes. Um. So. Okay, before we get into it, what were your initial thoughts when you saw it for the first time? Um, well, I loved it, but it was in this thing of like, what the fuck did I just see? I have no idea what just happened, but it was amazing. But what the fuck? I need to watch this movie like five more times immediately <laughs> to try to figure it out. Like, watch it the whole time. I have this this face that's usually reserved for five seconds during a movie. Like, during the, huh? Part right. but continually throughout the entire movie oh yeah it's the whole movie and like the the fact that michael parks is in this and is the lead in this walrus movie and he gives such a great performance yeah he kills it it's insane you know if they don't have parks i don't know how much i like this movie no you know because it's like you have Haley joel osmond and uh justin long and i can't remember her name but that girl's fantastic who's in this oh movie. yeah um genesis rodriguez yeah, they're all great, but they're almost more your... They've done a lot of dumb movies, like dumb yeah, humor, barely acting. So if I see those three in this walrus movie, I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. But then you have Parks standing up there, like, Shakespearean-level performance. I'm like, holy shit. And it's like, it's too bad that he didn't get more opportunities like this. That He was more of, like, he was in a bunch of movies, but he was mostly as, like, a character actor, like a small background role. Yeah. Right, this even and like, um, Red State really let him shine. Yeah, these two. Well, it's almost like uh, how like Quentin Tarantino loves to use Bruce Stern, like all in like most of his movies. It's like um, it's like almost like Michael Parks was Kevin Smith's Bruce Stern, where it's like he discovered someone who's a character actor but can give like a great performance. And yeah, very he's like, much. Oh wow! Like uh, this guy's like completely, basically untouched. But he's so good, but he's not used to his full potential. Yeah, and I'm curious what would have ended up going down with Parks had he still been alive today. Like, would this... I know this movie was not a smash hit, <laughs> but the more people would have seen these performances out of him, like, shit, he can do that with that script. Let's get him in here. I wonder if he would have kind of had, like, a career renaissance after that. I'd say, imagine if, like, he was given, like, and this, I love the script and the dialogue's amazing, but imagine if he was given, like, an like a serious script. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. No offense against this movie, because as I said, I love this movie. But, like, if he would have been in a more mainstream movie. Well, and it's also, it's a great combination with, like, him and Kevin Smith, because Kevin Smith is so, like, dialogue-driven, where, like, most of his movies are just people sitting and talking, which I love. Yeah. And he just gives such a great performance and can deliver that dialogue just so well and, like, put little nuances in there and stuff that just make it even better. Oh, I agree 100%. So, do you want to get into this actual movie now? Yes. Okay. Um, the thing that stands out to me the most, and I guess technically, really, really technically, okay, but the based on actual events card at the beginning. Yeah. Well, the, that's very much like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like, based on true events. It's like, well, very, very, like, loosely. Yeah. So... For those who don't know, who have you seen this? If you've listened to Smodcast, which is Kevin and Mosier's podcast, what used to be, now it's just Kevin and whoever, I miss the Kevin and Mosier Weekly. But, yeah. Um, there was this 
Craigslist ad they found, and it was about a man who would had extra room for rent, and you could live there rent-free if an hour a day you would put on a walrus costume and yeah. act like a walrus and eat fish. So they're laughing, and basically they start going on, oh, we should make a movie. Like a, I believe the term they used on the episode was a more cuddly human centipede. Yeah. So that, I guess is the actual event, is there was an ad for this walrus thing. Well, that I mean, technically, it was an event. It was a real ad. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. So that's why if you want to go to the minutia yeah. of the technicality, they're not wrong. But none of this shit happened. Well, I remember when that episode, like, came out. I was, like, listening, like, that's when Smodcast was, like, you were saying Kevin Mosier every week. Which yeah, is it was what a great time. We don't and, we we didn't know we were in the best of times until it was gone. Yeah, and then Mosier went off to make the Grinch movie and yeah. <laughs> almost disappeared. You're a mean um, one, Mister Grinch. Yeah, fucking Grinch. Goddamn Christmas ruining something else. <laughs> um, but I remember when this episode came out and them talking about like, oh, we should make a movie of this, and me being like, that would be so amazing, but it will never happen. Yeah, I didn't think so. And lo and behold, a few years later, we get this. Um, but yeah, so that's the whole title card based on true events. For those of you who've seen this movie but aren't familiar with the backstory, no, there was not a walrus killer man. That did not occur. That would have been great, though, if it was like, there's actually like a Canadian walrus serial killer. There are no serial killers in Canada, unless you count the guy who ate all the Captain Crunch last week. Oh! <laughs> yeah, well, I love the uh, line, too, where it's, um... Well, the difference between Canada and the uh, U.S. of U.S. of A.A. is that uh, we're red, white, but we're never blue. <laughs> yeah, the can the Canadian jokes in this are spot on. I love them. And but like, that, I mean, they're not real at all. But they're the most over the top Canadian jokes. Well, like they can't stop saying A, and like the, all they talk about is like hockey and like uh, fucking what's that? Um, the fries and gravy that they ate all the time. Put the poutine. Poutine and like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know it's funny. I was at the bar back when bars were a thing that you could go to and drink and all that. And there was the guy there who was very French Canadian. And I was talking to him, and he was laughing about like some of the things we say weird and stuff. I'm like, A B O U T. He goes, "What about it?" I'm like, "Never mind." <laughs> um. So anyway, we get we then after that title card, which we spent this entire time on. Yeah, we get to the. The introduction of Ted and Wallace. Once again, I'm noticing a trend through these movies, Brett. What? The name play. To once again bring up Texas Chainsaw, this time the episode we did, Texas Chainsaw 3D, mm -hmm. you had Heather, who is the co cousin of Leatherface, Heather and Leather. Right. Brain oh, yeah. damage last week, we had Brian. Yeah. This week, the Wallace. walrus's name is Wallace. I, Wallace I never Wallace. picked up on this until we started doing this podcast, how much they do this stuff. Yeah, well, you don't usually, I mean, how often would you sit there and be like, oh, okay, her name is Heather. And like, if you're doing notes or something, or you're trying to like put notes in your head, usually you wouldn't be doing that. But for this now, you're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, there's new shit I'm finding. Yeah. So like, I, I'm noticing this trope that I never picked up on before. Where it's like, um. Well, like, almost, like, all of Stan Lee's characters had, like, the same letter of first and last names, like, Peter Parker and... Yeah, Bruce Banner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, th their party is called the Nazi Party. Which, but... I thought we had a ridiculous podcast name. Yeah, I remember, I'm like, man, we're never gonna get monetized, we're never gonna, like, we're gonna get cancelled off things because we have throbbing in our title name. Yeah. But, th this is the Nazi Party, which they specifically tell us is... 
spelled N-O-T space S-E-E party. Which I love later on, like, it, it's later in the movie, but when they're um on the phone with the cops looking for Wallace. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yes. Uh, oh, a recent picture? Oh, yeah. I'm just going to NaziParty.com and Haley Joe Osmond's like, spell it, spell it. <laughs> <laughs> Should they hung up on me. <laughs> The pod, the concept for this podcast is actually kind of interesting because the one guy Wallace will travel and see these things and people and talk to him and then come back and describe them to Ted. So he did not see it, and that's yeah. the I guess the whole theme of the podcast. It's an extremely clever podcast name, but you're also going to have to constantly every day be explaining it, going no. <laughs> Yeah, we, you think we get tired of saying what the kill count is at the right. end of every episode? Imagine that. Yeah, which I would um, also that all because this movie is like filled with like Smodco Easter eggs. So it's like I always got the thing of like Haley Joe Osment Teddy not flying is like a little nod to Walt how he won't fly. Oh, I never thought of that, but good, good pick. Um, so. We are introduced to this Kill Bill kid, which is, remember Star Wars kid? Oh, that's exactly what I was thinking. It reminded me of, like, Star Wars kid, or, um, I mean, there was, like, Tampon Girl. There was, like, a bunch of, like, different of these, like, weird internet people like this. Yeah, so it was basically if Star Wars kid had a real sword, because he cuts off his leg, and the effect, the practical effects in this movie are actually really good. This CG effect was most certainly not. Well, no, because it looks, it actually looks like a plastic samurai sword. It doesn't yeah. look real. And it just cuts clean through his, like, thigh, like the femur, the strongest bone in your body. And it literally looks like they, like, took a picture of a steak and, like, photoshopped it onto the guy's leg. Because it's <laughs> just, like, red meat with, like, a bone. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that's the end of the podcast. They're talking about, oh, I'm flying out to Canada to go talk to the Kill Bill kid, because they show it. And the podcast ends, and then we get our title card. Right. Uh, what, we go right to that Canadian custom scene you were talking about. Yeah, with the dude, uh, which I think he's from, um, I've never watched it, but I think it's on, uh, it's Epic Meal Time, I think it's on YouTube. Oh, okay. You know, that's one of those things I've never watched either, but I know it's very popular. Yeah, because I think Kevin was on there a couple times, and then he put him in the movie, because I don't know if the guy's Canadian or not, but he's like, I want a real Canadian in the movie. <laughs> oh, okay. He describes his podcast, too, and I love the line, hey, you don't say Hitler in an airport. Yeah. <laughs> I also love how he's like, oh, yeah, oh, hockey, yeah, I'd, yeah, I don't really watch hockey, and, like, the Canadian gets, like, real stoic. He's like, take your hands off the counter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't say that to a Canadian. <laughs> so... When he gets to his house, the Kill Bill kid is dead because he's killed himself, assumingly from internet bullying. Yeah, but that's also like it kind of this is a part where it's like exactly what was going on, because later on, Wallace says that the Kill Bill kid called him and invited him up to inter oh, be the only interview. He's like he turned down Oprah, but he let me like he invited me up. So because at first I was thinking like, oh, maybe he like heard the latest episode where they're kind of making fun of him and he's like oh i love these guys they're making fun of me that's why but i don't i'm that's maybe i i didn't think he was actually turned down oprah to go on there i thought that was him just bragging and acting like a hard ass well i don't know because later on they talk about like making like a hundred grand off of like ad sales alone 
like and they're talking yeah, maybe, about maybe like, yeah so they're definitely a well-to-do podcast so this is almost like the like how last podcast on the left is like huge and they, they actually like go around do live shows and like they have a book and shit i look at them as like on that level yeah, they are not a throbbing with horror podcast. No, where it's like, oh fuck, what am I supposed to do for a microphone? Greg wants to do this podcast. Oh, <laughs> hi, Liz's dead uncle. Oh my god, I forgot that's how you got your microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's dead, and so he's just at a bar, and he's on the phone explaining everything we just kind of said. And um, he's, uh, he, he's definitely being like a super loud, obnoxious like American. He's like, this fucking kid, like, he killed himself. What am I supposed to do with my show now? He's like, I know it's shitty to say, but come on, man. Like, and he's being, like, super loud. <laughs> yeah, you know, the movie starts, he's kind of like a smartass, not exactly a dick right at the beginning. And I'm like, I don't hate him, but I don't really like his character. The more the movie goes on, the more I'm like, Wallace is a piece of shit. Oh, he's a fucker, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, at least you don't feel terribly bad that it happens to him. Yeah, because he's already, like, he has, like, Genesis uh, Genesis Rodriguez, Al- Allison, his girlfriend, who's, like, yeah. amazing looking, and she's also, like, seems to be, like, super nice and whatnot, and he's going around and, like, cheating on her with, like, podcast groupies. Yeah, and, like, she's super supportive of him and everything. He's like, oh, Teddy doesn't want you to come, but then later we find out, like, why don't you take Allison with you so, so I can get Roadhead from random girls, like, shit like that. Yeah, it was, it was something about, like, oh, yeah, these pasty podcast girls are, like, real freaky. <laughs> yeah, he, he's legit a piece of shit. Yeah. So, I guess couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. But when he's at the urinal at the bar, he sees this handwritten ad. So, was Parks just writing? He doesn't have a photocopier? No, it looks like he's writing out every single one. And if uh, later on we find out that his house is like two hours away so like how many of these has he had to like write out and where are like all the put like all over canada i guess the dude has taught himself to be a cross-species surgeon has designed like a retractable pool in his basement all this weird shit and he can't figure out a photocopier well he has nothing but time on his hands so he can sit there and make it look all fancy and nice and I guess so. If you but really no, want... I completely get what you... Well, this is also Canada. Do they have photocopiers yet? Yes, or... I'm pretty sure Canada has photocopiers. Okay. <laughs> even back in 2014. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so he um, stops at this convenience store on the way. He gets his, his giant cartoonish big gulp cups. Remember, like you see at gas stations. Yeah, then we see... Um, Which I... I, I don't know if you... Have you seen Yoga Hosers? Oh my god, I've seen Yoga Hoses. Okay. Come on, Brett. I've figured, but I just wanted to make sure. But yeah, um, Kevin Smith's daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter, was it a... Uh, fuck. Uh, Lily Harley Rose Quinn Depp Smith and Harley Quinn Lily Smith. Rose Depp, yeah. yeah. They're great. And I also love that Kevin Smith cast her as a clerk. Of yeah, course. It's, uh-huh. Um, but he stops there and he asks for your first little Marvel reference in this. Bifrost is the town where it is. Very Thor reference. Oh, okay. That I was gonna say that always like rang a bell in my head. I'm like, why does that sound familiar? Yeah, Bifrost was that bridge from Asgard that could like transport you. Oh, like the Rainbow Bridge. Yeah, that yeah. was the Bifrost. Okay. Shit, that's far. It's about two hours from here, and you know that shit. <laughs> I don't know why my Canadian sounded very British right there. <laughs> Oi, governor! <laughs> Oi, governor! Welcome to Quebec. <laughs> like the most Cockney British accent I can come up with. That's I mean, why I'm I, not cast in this I, movie. I'm, I'm terrible with like 
any kind of like world politics or anything doesn't the british still rule over canada or is that not a thing no no okay that's not the case at all okay i have no idea <laughs> i do horror movies <laughs> okay <laughs> um, i also so you... um do real quick to go back because that's like yeah. almost the little like we only get to see the two girls like real quick like here and then later on we see them again but i love in yoga hosers where they have the newspaper behind the counter of like hero girls save like walrus creature oh yeah <laughs> they're all bad because they called the manitoba manatee but he was a walrus yeah they're like they can't even fucking get that right <laughs> um yeah we do get them again later but it's still the same scene but the extended cut of it like to yeah. reveal more stuff which i love the mustache bit in that <laughs> Oh my god, me too. Um, but he arrives at what's Howard Howe? Is that yeah, Howard Howe? Yeah, yeah, at his residence, which is like a big manor, Iron Gate, everything like that. Like it looks like a mansion, which yeah. I guess it would be. They start their conversation. He goes to the bathroom, and just little gags like this don't mean anything to the movie, but always entertain me. Like when he's taking a piss at his house, and they have that creepy little toilet paper paper yeah. cover thing looking at him he turns it around oh, i don't know a, why those little things tickle me so much and i enjoy those that's another reference to smodcast where kevin was telling the story the one time of uh he couldn't take a piss at his grandma's house because there was one of those weird little toilet paper dolls so he had oh, to possibly turn it around and then like the family found out that it was him doing it and like teased him <laughs> I also, um, because it's gone off a few times now, too. I love Wallace's ringtone, for, where it's from Hollywood Babylon. Yeah, it's the Hollywood Helper part from Hollywood Babylon. They just cut out the Hollywood Helper part. Yeah, it's great. Because um, it goes off constantly through the entire movie. <laughs> come on now, more margaritas. Ooh, um, ooh. <laughs> they, so he, he meets Howard, and he's just this guy who appears to be a wealth of stories. Like, he's lived a life. And yeah. I don't know if that's fake or not. I don't think it's, I don't think his stories are fake. I think he actually, cause it seems like, you know, especially, I mean, he got uh, stranded on that Island. So he was definitely been on boats and whatnot. Yeah. But, and he had the Hemingway bottle and stuff. Yeah. It seems like a lot of work to go through just for Which, that story. That Hemingway story is great. Like I could yeah. just the if the entire movie was just Justin Long and Michael Park sitting across from each other, telling stories, I would love it. Well, that's literally just a podcast. That's why we like those. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That'd be a scripted podcast. No, um, but I, I just want to see him set there and like, because uh, Michael, he looks so like, especially here at the very beginning, he looks so like dignified and he's like a proper gentleman looking like his hair is perfect. I love how like as the movie goes on, like towards the end of the movie, he's basically naked. Oh, yes. More and more disheveled and like uh primal looking yeah i do also what we have to mention he's in a wheelchair he he's old he doesn't have use of his legs right which because that's important for later did you which i don't know what whenever he uh whenever um wallace comes in the front door he immediately goes upstairs because that's where howard is immediately yeah. i'm like i don't see a stair lift yep me too as we uh flashback to silent night deadly night part two for us and gremlins yeah. yeah how did the old lady get up there <laughs> exactly i also like when they're first meeting and talking and all this like he tells them i'm a podcaster and what on <laughs> earth is that and they cut to him doing like another podcast bit with ted about 
Matthew McConaughey ejaculating impression. But yeah. anyway, the point about this is, as we discussed, Howard is so like old school gentleman dignified. In my head, I'm like, he hates him because of the way he is, but has to act like he likes him here. Right. So, like, you know what I mean? I'm like, this has to be killing him to be putting up with this guy. I love, yeah, I love when Howard asks, he's like, what the hell is a podcast, basically? And he's in Justin's, like, where Wallace is like, yeah, you sound just like my mother. And yeah. uh, he, like, I don't know, I guess he, like, played him that clip on the phone, it sounds like. Because then afterwards, Howard's like, you can say those things without any repercussions. <laughs> yeah. All the freedom your generation enjoys. Yeah. Um. And then he finds the walrus dick bone when looking through some of the knickknacks, like, on his mantle. Yeah, I love how he's, like, um, uh, yeah, like, uh, Wallace picks it up, and he's like, what's this? I think he, it's a walrus baculum, is what it's called. Yeah, it's a dick bone that some yeah. animals have. And he's like, oh, what's a baculum? And he's like, oh, it's the dick bone of a walrus. And Wallace is like, get the fuck out of here. And then Howard's like, I'm a naughty boy. Yeah, that part <laughs> is so creepy. Because he does start letting a little more loose as the conversation goes on. Because he goes, actually, it's more like a walrus's cock. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, he does start letting a little more loose. Which I almost see it where, like, at first, like, he has himself, like, I need to act as normal as possible and not let my actual self out. But then he oh. can't help himself for very long for him to start, like, acting weird and shit. Exactly. The tea. We forgot about the tea. Yeah, which, um, that's actually, I love how he's like, oh, this tea's amazing, what did you do? And he's like, well, I soaked the tea leaves in bourbon. Brandy. Brandy, yeah, I was like, yes. that sounds amazing. That does, if it wouldn't make me pass out and lose a leg, I would try it. Yes. But yeah, he does give them tea, because that's important. You guys have seen this movie, you better have seen this movie before <laughs> you're listening to this. You know. <laughs> but then we get the walrus story from 1959, like his whole, how he was stranded on, his shipwrecked. Um, and he was saved by a walrus and stayed on that rock with a walrus until he was rescued. Which, did you catch the name of the rock? Ponder Rock? Oh, yeah, yes. From Smodcast again, yep. another shout out. That's why I like this movie is also like another level of like why I love it. It's just because it's all these podcasts like Easter eggs and I'm all into that. <laughs> yeah, which also doesn't take away if you're someone who doesn't listen to that. Because I know plenty of people who know this movie who've never listened to an episode and it can still work on its own. It's not like one of those. Just the people that know are like, oh, that's cool. It's a little extra for those who know, but doesn't confuse or leave you out if you are unaware of it. Right. So, yeah, we get the whole walrus story and everything. And wal walrus Wallace is starting to go in and out of consciousness. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's definitely starting to do that thing where, like, I know I've definitely, like, had that do doze off, like, at, like, late at night when you've had, like, you're on your like 10th beer and you're like kind of doing that doze off where like your head kind of slunches and then you like catch yourself. <laughs> oh, this is exactly what it's like when you have narcolepsy. As I can say, he's going in and out and that's 1000% what it's like. So at first I'm like, is he just narcoleptic? And then that happened. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Which I, it's a really, I love how it's, and it's really like kind of frightening when he like starts to like realize he's like, what did you, he's like, what did you put in the tea? He's, like, mumbling and shit, and he's, like, reaching for the tea, but he can't really, like, articulate anymore, and he just, like, falls out of the chair, and I love, like, and he, uh, you can definitely tell, went all in with falling out of that chair, because he hit hard. Oh, yeah. And then I love how, he's like, like look, I'm gonna be crawling around in a walrus costume in a few days, I don't need to be all there for this. Yeah. 
And I love how um, it's real creepy how like uh, Howard Howe looks down at him. It's like it'll be okay now, Mister Tusk. Yeah, that's the first time he says that. That's kind of like a big deal. Side note: Do you remember when we saw the Tusk thing uh, uh, at the stash? Yeah, yeah. I think it was a replica, right? Yeah, because it was smaller. Well, no, I I think that's the actual one. I'm pretty sure. You think that was the screen? Uh, it makes sense because they also had the blunt mobile and everything there. Yeah, they and they have a bunch of like the screen used like uh, wardrobes and whatnot from his movie. So I'm 99 percent sure that's the actual like. Well, there's probably multiple ones, but that's one of the ones in the movie. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, for those who don't know, like, if you go to Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash in New Jersey, I'm not sure because they just redid and moved down the street a few blocks, but I'm assuming it's still there. It's at but the 65. old one... It's what? at 65 Broad Street, Red Bank, New Jersey. Exactly. <laughs> I have you can see the walrus costume. Memorized. Yeah, it's like, right it, there in the front window. It's all in its glory. It's great if you see it. Like, it's worth a trip out if you're a horror fan just for that, even if you don't care about the rest, just to see that in person. Yeah, and even if the store is closed, it's in the front window. So yes. you can still go by and see it, which is the craziest thing is that this walrus costume is sitting in the front window of a store. <laughs> which would be terrifying if you were a kid who just happened to live on that street walking down that sidewalk all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is going to give you, like, a complete, like, uh, complex about like walruses or something like <laughs> yeah so he, he drops it'll be all right mr tusk and we get a flashback to two days ago if i did my math right yeah and that's when um what uh basically what uh allison's blowing wallace yeah but she also yeah that's how it starts she doesn't let him finish it's a big thing but that gets into this kind of serious conversation about how she doesn't want him to go to canada not like some premonition, like something bad's going to happen. I feel just like you're being a dick to this kid. Yeah, he she's like, it's a really good point of like, OK, it's kind of one thing to like tease about it on the podcast, but to actually go to his house. Yeah, make fun of him to his face and then profit off of it. Yeah, well, then, OK, so then you leave. He gets just basically probably teased even more. And then. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get where she's coming from. Like, he's taking it too far at this point. Yeah, he really is. And, like, she talks about he's not the same anymore. Like, since the podcast really blew up, I guess. Like, he's kind of a dick. Yeah, I love she's is... like, I miss the old Wallace that would get stoned and uh, cry at Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah, that just sounds like someone you'd want to be friends with. Though. Like, yeah. that's a nice person who cries during Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> um, and then we cut back to present day. And then it shows him waking up in a wheelchair, and Howard says he was bit by a brown recluse. That's what happened. And I saw it scurrying out of your leg. We well, I love the doctor. I love the scene transition here, where like she goes back to like letting him like finish, and then yeah. where he like lays back, and he has like kind of a smile on his face. Then there's like smash cut to him now, where he looks all drugged and fucked up. We won't reveal it yet, but. Because next week we'll break this streak, but we have had blowjob scenes or talks three weeks in a row on this podcast. It's been very cum heavy. Yes. So next week, I think, is our first break from that for a while. So um, that's good. I'll try to work it in there. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but he says he was bit by a brown recluse seen in the spider that's actually kind of terrifying, which we, I know we have kind of in our area, but also there's wolf spiders, which look just like them. Yeah. And I get those a lot, and it always terrifies me because of Tusk that it's going to bite me and make my legs swell up like an elephant, as he says. Yeah, I love how he's like, huh, what kind of elephant? And Michael Parks is like, a big, fat one. <laughs> yeah, because he's still pretty drugged up, Wallace is. Oh, yeah, um, he's still yeah way out of it. 
the he says that the doctor was there, like, well, can I talk to him? He's like, no, he's making his rounds. He starts, you know, for all as great as he was as being an imposter when Wallace first showed up, he's terrible at it this next day for some reason. None of his shit makes sense. He almost seems giddy. It's like, now I have him. I'm just way too excited. I can't, like, handle myself. Yeah. I get a new (laughs) walrus buddy. He says that the doctor stepped on his phone and crushed it. But then later slips up, said, no, the doctor said all cell phones needed to be taken out of the house. Like, so he already contradicts himself. Yeah. Like, to heal you up better. And I'm not sure the order, but eventually he takes the blanket off his lap and realizes his leg is missing. Well, that's, uh, he's, uh, Michael Parks was, like, talking about, like, the spider and whatnot. And, um, he's like, yeah, and rather drastic measures had to be taken. And he, like, looks down at his leg. And that's when he, like, pulls it away. And it's all, and it's fucking, like real gnarled looking oh yeah michael parks is oh i keep calling him michael parks like we did with poor frank zito yeah <laughs> but no howard is not a trained surgeon at least i don't think well no well from what we what he he's uh been able to do this what 20 some times so yeah, 23 was yeah. the number yes before this but yeah he sees his leg and he's What's going on? Yeah, he sees the leg and yeah. screams, and well, then he goes to dinner. He's like, "There's no leg there." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm afraid not. And then it cuts to dinner. It's like, "Oh, you get ready. We we sup at six o'clock sharp." Well, and I love what like when Michael Parks like after he kind of like uh, Howard How, when Howard um gets done like kind of explaining what's going on and he's like wheeling away did you catch where he's like laughing to himself and then he has to like compose himself he's like i'm so sorry for your loss yeah it's he's excited about it which also after 23 failed times don't you think you'd be a little less super excited about it you're like well let's see if this one works well from like what he says later i forget exactly what the dialogue is but it's almost like you seem strong enough to be able to like make the transition into a walrus you know uh maybe that's because this one's american usa usa (laughs) (laughs) um so oh we also skipped over the oh no now we're at dinner and that's right and he's talking about the spider and he starts this is where he's gone completely mad not wallace mind you Howard has gone completely fucking mad here because he's talking about the spider. He's like, you could say it was itsy bitsy. And he starts singing the itsy bitsy spider song. But he starts doing it in that like where like he's there's that character like he plays later too when Guy Lapointe uh, like goes in. Yeah, they're in that flashback. Yeah. Where he has that like uh, kind of like slurred accent kind of thing where he's like, the itsy bitsy spider. Yeah, he switches his voice. At this, I love how Wallace is just like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, he, he literally even just talking. says it. <laughs> yeah. That, he sings the song, and during that, Wallace rightfully just loses it and screams, like, ah! <laughs> and Howard just screams back across the table at him. Yeah, which I always, like, it's always a very disturbing scene when you see it in, like, horror movies. Like, this is very, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, at the end, like, dinner. When yeah. they're all just screaming, where it's like, okay, you're screaming to try to get help. Oh, fuck. They're also screaming, so there's no help anywhere around. I'm also, am I correct in thinking House of a Thousand Corpses had a similar scene? Uh, I mean, yeah, kinda. Okay. It's been a while since I've seen that. But, um, 
after the scream battle, Howard stands up and slaps him. And it's so funny because they don't, they like give you a split second for you to go, oh shit, kind of when he stands up. Right. Before, before Wallace really like puts it together too. Well, because the table that they're sitting at is like a grand dining table and they're just each at each end of it. So it's like a 30 foot table. So he stands up and Wallace is still screaming and then a second later it stops like, oh shit, he can walk. He walks over and slaps him, and we get the walrus suit explanation. Yes, uh, you will be a walrus, or you will be nothing. <laughs> and then he says, to answer the age-old question, this part is fucking ridiculous. Because no one has ever fucking asked this question in the entire existence of the world. He builds it up to, like, um, since man crawled out of the primordial sea, he's had one question. <laughs> Yeah, is man indeed a walrus at heart? Which no one has asked this fucking question ever. You've never sat up pondering that at night when you can't sleep. No, <laughs> maybe I would be a better walrus. You know what I mean? Like I've thought, like is you know, like you get. How do I put this on? In those certain pondering moods, yeah, um, and you'll think like, are we really just like the animals? Is there a difference like that? Okay. Never specifically walrus. Never specifically that creature. <laughs> no, in fact, that's not even near the top. I will obviously, you typically go primates because our closest relative. Right. I'll think dogs because I'm always around dogs. You know right. what I mean? Things like that. Never <laughs> has it been walrus. I, I don't think I ever like, other than like maybe when I first learned that, okay, a walrus is an animal. Smash, and that's me at like four. Smash cut to 2014 is the very next time I ever thought about a walrus because this movie came out. <laughs> oh, no, I used to think about walruses because if I'd get, like, two straws, I'd put them in my mouth, i go, I'm a walrus. You know? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Y you wouldn't do that? No, I would do that. You're right. Okay. I think um, walruses are awesome, to be honest. <laughs> like, this movie aside, walruses are freaking cool. I was at a zoo one time that had one. I wanted to watch that thing forever. Oh, and they're like, they're really, they're kind of cute, but extremely ugly at the same time. Yeah, like, they got that, like, super fat, weird mustache cuteness to them. But then their Not bodies are just like... Not this one. It, like, melts. Like, it looks like their bodies just, like, blubber. Well, I guess yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, so I get, I get turning people into them. They're cool. Yeah. Walrus buddy. Uh, yes. But anyway, that, I just wanted to emphasize that question. Because... Yeah. Is man indeed a walrus at heart has never been asked, well, let I, alone being the age-old question. When I heard that line, I just thought of Kevin Smith sitting at his computer typing that out, just being like, yeah, that's a good line. <laughs> I hate Which, Michael Parks say that. Oh, dude, well, if I was writing a line for Michael Parks to say, honestly, I'd put something ridiculous like that, too. Oh, yeah, because you know he's going to, whatever it is, he's going to deliver it with, like, his all. Yeah. And then we just get more back and forth screams between the two and scene cut to this weird camera angle of Allie, Allison, the girl, just talking and crying about how she's glad her dad's not around to see her dealing with this cheater who would, and like really going on about Wallace. Like she knows, I don't know why Wallace thinks she doesn't, but she is well aware he's a piece of shit and cheater and everything. Right. And it's, I think it's supposed to be where we don't know who is on the other end, because like we kind of have that big reveal in another scene later. Yeah. But if you've ever seen Haley Joel Osment, you know that's him. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? As, um, 
yeah as soon as like she goes through that whole like big monologue which is actually it's really well delivered i love oh, she can cry on and command then she too. Cried on, yeah she great. cried on cue i was like oh shit that's cool i read that's how she got the part once like she could do that in an audition like she got the part right away yeah but as soon as it cut to like Haley Joe Osmond when he's like, I guess he's like walking into the bathroom or something. I just muttered to myself, I'm like, I see dead people. Oh, and not even that's that's the later that's the reveal. It's just like you see his hand reaching out and caressing her there. Yeah, and like I don't know why he's like one of those body types. I'm like that's Haley Joe Osmond, right? Obviously, there's also six characters in the entire movie. So yeah, this is super small cast in this, this movie. Is, uh, this is kind of harkening back to um Blood Harvest with Tiny Tim. Where there's five people in the entire movie, three of them have died. I wonder who the killer is. Exactly. <laughs> Wallace cutting back to his area where he is. He hears his phone ringing, and one, I'm like, Howard, for all this work he did, why would he leave that phone there? Well, this is the. Uh, this is why I go back to like I think he's just so giddy and excited to have someone new that he's just like, well, it's a. Uh, what's the one quote Ted Bundy said the one time? The first person you go out and kill, you're completely prepared. You have A to Z completely planned out. By the 15th person you, person you kill, you forgot where you put the monkey wrench. Yeah, that's probably it. Something like that. He's just... Yeah. So when Dewey's not prepared for it anymore, because his phone's not only just still out, it's on ring still. Yeah, and you think... the And it almost seems like he... Because later on when, he, uh, when Wallace is in surgery, he still has the phone there with him still. So is he just like the fact that like people are looking for him, but he has him or he does say a thing about it later with that. He does mention a comment about like, it's nice to know people are worried about you or something. Well, I think he's saying that he, and he almost like someone's looking for Wallace. Y yeah, it's weird. <laughs> but so he grabs the phone. It's Allie trying to call him, but then it cuts to her and shows her putting the phone down in the bathroom and go in the other room. And he calls back and leaves a voicemail and, that and he also leaves one on Ted's, and Howard knocks him out. Is it with the crowbar or the walrus no, dick? It's with the walrus dick. Okay, that's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. But I love how like oh, so this is the big reveal that Allison and Teddy are basically now going to start hooking up. It seems well, that they already have been. I think. Yeah, and I love when uh, Allison's basically like, "Okay, go brush your teeth and come back to bed." And Haley, this is when we get the reveal that it's Teddy, and um. He sees Wallace calling him, but he's like, no, I'm not answering that. I'm about to get some. Yeah, he ignores the call. Like, she missed it. He he specifically ignored it. Yeah. Well, at this point, he's probably thinking that he's calling him now to be like, why is she calling me? Or, you know. Yeah. Who knows what. Yeah, it's probably something like that. But, yeah. um, Lee's voicemail. He's knocked out with the walrus stick. That's where we were. Um, it cuts to the next morning in America, and Ted and Allie find the voicemails and are panicked and running around. And that's where we get your uh, surgery scene we were talking about. With is like someone's looking for Wallace. Yeah. Which you know, it's funny. Like a lot of these movies. Well, honestly, I have two movies in this category. It's this and Human Centipede. You okay. know, <laughs> um, but Human Centipede is like the build up to. The build up, the build up, the very end, you pretty much see it. Right. Not the very end, but closer to the end. We get Walrus pretty quick in this movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is another. Uh, it almost reminds me of like how brain damage was pretty like fast paced and it didn't slow down a whole lot. This yeah. movie didn't slow. It slowed down a couple times here and there. But for the most part, it's pretty quick, it seems. 
You know what's funny is that they're he's really smart, Kevin or everyone who worked on this, because right when it starts dragging, it starts dragging a few points throughout this movie, just any kind of movie like that, something new is introduced, like to pick you back up again. So right. like him eating Howard or uh, the cut to the knockout leg reveal, everything. All that starts dragging cut here to the walrus. Starts dragging later introduce Gila Point. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, big things are kind of fun or interesting right when it starts dipping down. So, like, it keeps pulling itself back up. Yeah, it, it keeps it moving along and chugging along good. Exactly. Uh, so, the surgery scene, we see his leg in, like, the bucket and he's sewing yeah, him up and everything. Yeah, I love that it's, like, one of those buckets, like, at a hotel if, like, you get a bottle of champagne. It's, yeah, like, like a nice bucket. You put that in. <laughs> Yeah, just bigger. So this is the scene we did reference before we really started of Allie and Ted driving. They're on the phone with the police. And they're like, no, it's not a prank. Yes, there's pictures of him online. That's the Nazi party. Spell it, spell it, spell it. They hung up. <laughs> um, so we get Howard quoting the walrus and the carpenter to the now mutilated walrus Wallace. And yeah. it, I didn't really, uh, the obvious significance is it's a poem with walrus in it. But I guess he's the carpenter because he created it. Yeah. So but I guess it's fitting. We get another great Michael Parks like monologue. It's just, yeah. I, like I said before, I, I just wish like he had a podcast because he's so like his voice is so great. It's, it's soothing and intriguing. Yeah. Um. Then we get this completely opposite of soothing. <laughs> Walruses never cry! <laughs> Yell at him. Well, um... I forget. Oh, I think it was at the dinner scene when, like, they're screaming at each other, and he starts growling at him. Yeah, he's fucked. Obviously, he's fucked up. Why are we just saying this now? Yes, he turns people into walruses. He's fucked up. Yeah, but it's slowly getting worse and worse and worse to the yeah. later on when we get Michael Park ass. Oh yeah, that's something. Um, <laughs> and it cuts to they're in Canada now. Ted and Allie, like, they're looking and they're playing the voicemail that he left for the detective which the detective is played by Ralph Garman. Garmy Strong. Yes. Um, and they're going on a little bit like, well, there's no serials in Canada, that line we did earlier. and But it says it does remind him of a case that a homicide detective is working on who was asking about if any bodies turned up missing legs, and he gives them that guy's contact information. Yeah, which um, I was extremely surprised when I watched this movie the first time and saw that Johnny Depp was in a walrus movie. And you know what? Okay, I know that's not next, but let's just talk about Gila Point. I fucking love Gila Point. Okay. I just want to hear him talk forever. Like, just the ridiculous thing he's, he says and everything, and, like, it, everything about him is great. Oh, he's like so aloof, and I love I love when he orders um when he gets all the food and he gets a milkshake and then he dumps like half of a flask of like liquor into the milkshake. Yeah, and then like immediately like chugs a bunch of it and is like, "What were we talking about again?" <laughs> I I remember I was listening to something about when they were working on yoga hosers. And when he decided he wanted to bring Johnny back as Gila Point for that movie, he's like, look, I don't know if you'd be interested. And Johnny Depp apparently said, are you kidding? I've been walking around my house annoying my family because I love doing that voice so much, talking like that. 
Oh, and I, I know uh, this was years ago now, but and I think it still might happen. But Moose Jaws, that'll like finish off the True North trilogy that Kev's doing. Yeah, I, I don't, I won't lie, my hopes are very low for it happening. Yeah, especially at this point, it's been quite a number of years. But um, I love when Kevin was talking about, it and he asked Johnny if he would be willing to come back for Moose Jaws, and Johnny Depp's like, "Yes, one hundred percent," but I want to be killed by the moose. <laughs> That would be awesome. But just like everything he says. And you know what? You can tell he's having fun with it. I think Johnny Depp's best characters are the ones that you can tell he's enjoying doing. Like, you can tell that guy loves being Captain Jack Sparrow on right. those Pirates well, movies. Up until, and so like, it stands out. Up until the last one, which I don't know if you've seen the last Pirates of the Caribbean movie. He's definitely phoning it in the entire movie. Oh, really? Oh, it's he, you can tell he's like the first bunch of pirates movies you can tell he's like really into it because he's good but in that last one you can definitely tell he's like i don't want to do any more of these fucking pirate movies <laughs> i think he wants to come back now well that's a whole thing that we're not gonna get into but i i like those movies a lot except for that last one which i still haven't seen i yeah. will eventually i don't like it at all it's the only one that liz likes she doesn't like the other ones but she only likes the last one. Oh, that's weird see those those first three are great yeah but anyway, enough pirates. But uh, so then we get the first swimming lesson. Oh yeah, we're um. Well, we get the reveal of the walrus. Yeah, it's like the panning shot over him, like, and you can see like the walrus suit. I guess he's sewn into it. Is oh, like, is, it, it is him pretty much. Yeah, which I want to know the physics, like. But the first thing that I think of is like, okay, he eats fish. Where's he poop? I don't know. Is the walrus suit sewed to him to, like, that extent to, like, his asshole was sewed into the suit, or... Oh, let's be honest, that's probably why all these ones are dying. You don't have... They're dying of septic shock. Yeah, because they're just sitting in their own feces inside these flesh suits. Yeah, you know, you're real smart. You can create people to look like walruses, but you haven't figured that out yet? But then, like, what's it cut to, like, at the end of the movie where it's, like, a year later... Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and, I mean, I guess we'll get to that then. Because yeah, we'll get there. Of questions about that as well. That doesn't make sense, but yeah. But during this whole, where he's pretty much dropped in the water, like here's your literally sink or swim moment. Um, you see a previous attempt decomposing at the bottom of the pool. Yeah, which also then leads to like no wonder why these things are dying because they're just came out of surgery. They're going to be very susceptible to like infections. Yeah, not only are you not supposed to swim after surgery, I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to swim with dead bodies in the water, in stagnant water. That is a terrible idea. Dead human walrus things. (laughs) Yeah, that's, no wonder these things are dying. They can't poop, they're getting infections. All he does is feed them raw fish. Exactly. If he take a little more time, it would probably work out on the first attempt. Yeah. But, um... And then we get Gila Point, which we pretty much covered. Hello, my name is Gila Point. I like everything he says is just a pure joy for me in this movie. And it picks this movie picks up by like ten once he comes in for me. Yeah, and we also get uh, Jennifer Schwalbach, Kevin's wife, as the uh, waitress. Yeah, and we do learn a few things during this. We get uh, twenty three people have been killed so far. Yeah, and we also then is this when we get the flashback to where it's um. And which is a great, like, little bit of acting when it's Michael Parks and Johnny Depp on the uh, front porch of that, like, cabin. 
and they're yes, talking this about is where we get that. <laughs> yes, this. I cannot say enough things about this scene. You go ahead and take it. Did I forget? Did you come to kill the spider? <laughs> yeah, he's he's so confused. He's like, oh, and like it does. Like, so what you're telling me is you have some creepy crawly thing in your toilet box? Yes, you're in my shit box. <laughs> He's like, oh, <laughs> the line, the line of this scene is, I have to do it in the accent. I'm sorry if it's annoying to anyone listening, but I can't say it regularly or you don't get the effect. Is, oh, no, I am truly sorry. I would help if I could, but I am not certified to fire my weapon in a toilet at a creature. I'm just a lowly homicide detective. Yes. <laughs> the best line. And he's like, it's a, I think he throws in there, he's like, I don't get paid enough for that comes to <laughs> I'm afraid that is out of my pay range. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's just a dialogue thing. But, so if we talk about all of it, we'd just be repeating it. But it's great because Michael Parks is acting like a simpleton here, like to just throw him off like, oh this guy's harmless. And honestly a little like okay I want to get out of here from this guy kind of driving away because he keeps asking you sure we can't get the spider? Like you know, you can't be like, oh, no, I gotta go. So that it's, way you're gonna ask more questions. Yeah, one of those people that just go on and on and on, and it's like, okay, I need to get away from you. Yeah, your instinct is, I don't want to talk to you anymore, even if the whole reason you're there is because you want to talk to this person. Yeah, which is perfect because it drives them away. Yeah, it's actually pretty smart. Um, but they're talking about this hockey player, Gregory Gumtree, and, oh, no, never heard of Like, it's... It's a fun scene. You should watch this scene. It's great. But And then we cut back to the diner, and he said, upon further research, there was no one by that Bartholomew name that he used there. There was no hockey rink there, and there was no poutini weenie. So yeah, then thinks, there was no poutini weenie. Yes. He's <laughs> like, um, and I think this simpleton was actually the killer. Yeah, and he's like, uh, Gregory Gumtree was probably in that cabin, and I was on mm -hmm. the front porch. You could tell, like, it's eating him up inside, actually. Oh, yeah. It's actually, as dumb as it is and funny, it's actually kind of well done. It's hard to describe. That's how I describe this whole movie. Yeah, it's um, it's extremely well done, but it's such a silly plot. <laughs> yeah. Um... But I, I also love, did you catch the little thing of uh, Guy Lapointe keeps, like, smashing his sliders? into, like, pancakes for some reason. Oh, that's just good, though. Reason. It's just a character thing, I guess, he decided to do. I kind of like doing that, too, though. I'm not going to lie. Oh, really? I've never, I saw that. I'm like, what is he doing? Oh, no, you don't do that? You don't smush your sandwiches and stuff? No, I, like, I eat them how they are. No, you got to pack that shit down. No, like, I leave it, like, all huge and, like, you have to take, like, two bites to get through it. Oh, no, I don't want to unhinge my jaw, like... Jennifer's body style to have to take a bite of my fucking sandwich. Oh, you can't do that? No, I can't. Oh, no, I, I guess humans can't do that, can they? Yeah, they see? Yeah, that's a Dimension a Z thing. A, this is a human on a human podcast. Hello. Yeah, that's a Dimension Z thing. We don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the whole... He's getting all that. And, like, they talk about the bodies. It's really about how they're found, which... If we didn't know what he was doing already, it would really make you kind of think. Like, what the fuck's going on here? But we kind of already know, because he talks about how the arms are up like a crucified T-Rex. One leg is always missing. Yeah. We find part of the leg bones and a hole that's cut into the mouth, you know, for the tusks. It's it's all the description we know, which, like I said, I'm glad they didn't wait this long to reveal what was going on. But 
this whole scene seems like for a movie where we don't know what's going on yet. Right. I love at the end of the scene, too, where Gila Point is like, I went to the mother of Gregory Gumtree and I was like, you're the mother, you know, like him better than anyone. What do you think happened? And he goes into like the, I think he's making a monster. Oh, yeah, he does the voice, which he's Johnny Depp's great because he is playing a character with an accent doing another accent. (laughs) It's it's like layer on top of layer of acting. Yes. <laughs> well, 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 that's the in Tropic Thunder. I'm a dude playing another dude disguised as another dude. <laughs> yeah. So we just we cut back to Wallace and Howard for a minute, and it's the weird like Wallace obviously survived a swimming because he's back on the rock, and Parks ha- Howard is leaning on him is like, oh, what does he say? I'm so tired, Mister Tusk. And he leans on him like he's about to fall asleep on the bloody corpse stitched together walrus, and sings. Then he leaves and feeds, throws a mackerel to to him, and says, "Oh, you must be hungry." And that's where we get Park's ass, which I'm not too fond of. Oh, he walks out the door and opens nice, a window nice to watch. <laughs> What's that? That nice, nice, sweet Park's ass. Oh yeah. So, you almost get like a little bit of pubes, but he doesn't go down far enough. I, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> uh, whenever he, um, whenever Michael Parks died a few years ago, that's the picture that I shared on Facebook is him leaning against the walrus, and that was my like. R.I.P. thing like a lot of people would post. Yeah, and I remember my mom being like, because my mom hates this movie and has never seen it. And I remember her being like, oh, fuck, Brett, why is that on my timeline? <laughs> well, I finished watching this one yesterday. Um, I sent you the snaps of it, right? Like me yeah. watching just on Snapchat. Anna watched this movie with me when I first got it. Um, I think it's because it was around my birthday. And so, like, I want to watch Tusk. Okay. And she. Anytime the movie Tusk is brought up, she like will cringe and like, "Oh, that fucking movie!" And this, this so I said, it, thing. "Yeah, well, most people probably do with this movie." But I, I sent Anna the picture of it, and she was home. Like, she came home after I did, and then she's like, "Oh, I haven't looked at my phone in a while," and so I'm like, "Oh," and then she's looking through her snap, and she goes, "What the fuck, Greg?" <laughs> See, every once in a while, like, I will just randomly text my mother a picture of Mr. Tusk. Well, you have a painting of it in your house. And like, oh, yeah, I love that painting. I got that at a Comic-Con for $15. That painting's awesome. Yeah, I was rifling through, like, this guy was selling, like, a bunch of paintings. And I was rifling through them, and I saw that one. And I was immediately, like, threw money at him, like, I need this. He's like, oh, yeah, I just watched it uh, last night. And I was like, I need to paint him. But I will randomly text my mother like a picture of Tusk at like three in the morning. So when she wakes up the next morning, I'll get a text of, oh, what the fuck, Brett? Oh, that's just mean. That's cruel. Or even um, I just watched the movie. Uh, I just watched it this morning right before the podcast and Liz was out and she came back uh, home and I was like, oh, yeah, me and Greg are doing the podcast here in a little bit. And she was like, oh, what movie are you guys doing this week? I'm like, Tusk. And she was, oh, God. <laughs> So we cut back to the Americans and Gila Point here, and he's asking actually a pretty smart question. He's like, because every nobody just drives. He goes, some people smoke the cigarettes, some people eat the fast food. What does he do when he's driving? And 
Allison brings up that he drinks these big, goofy, giant gas station cups of soda. Yeah, which um, it's a nice little like line they put in there to make it make sense why they make it to um, like the gas station. A to Z, right? Yeah, A to Z, and that yeah, okay. where um, the clerk girls work. <laughs> yeah, so they go back there and they show the picture. Um, they're both. I don't think they're named in this movie, but if you've seen Yoga Hosers, you know they're both Colleen. Yeah, the Colleens. <laughs> yeah, because the one goes, Colleen, come here! Like, what? Look, it's Mr. Mustache! And I'm like, uh, Mr. Mustache? And <laughs> they were, then we get the flashback to the longer cut of the scene we saw earlier. And uh, once again, him just being a dick, but he's on the phone and he asks where Bifrost is, or like it's far. And like, do you have a notepad? Do you have a pen? Do you have those in Canada? One, I'm like, if, if someone asks me that, I'm going to be, no, we don't. Yeah, yeah. You know and, what I mean? And, oh, yeah, they were, Um, I've definitely, like, worked, like, as a clerk behind the counter like that. Yeah. And had people come in being, like, dickheads, and me being like, no, I, I don't have a piece of paper. And then being yeah. like, oh, really? Yeah, sure. you oh, you know what? Me? Our bathroom's closed right now. It's a plumbing problem. I'm so sorry. <laughs> when I worked at the one uh, beer distributor here in town, I w- actually went up and put out-of-order signs on the uh, bathrooms. Because people would go in there and like half destroy them, so oh, yeah. I put I put the out of order signs on the bathroom. So when like someone I knew came in or like a nice customer, I'd be like, "Sure, go ahead. They're actually working now." Or if it was one of the dickheads, I'd be like, "Nope, they're still out of order." And they'd be oh, like, that's oh, "Genius, so where do you go to the bathroom?" And I'd be like, "That's a personal question." Oh, smart! I could tell some horror stories, but we'd be here for a long time about. Yeah. <laughs> Being a clerk in the bathrooms and stuff. Yeah. Um, but um, then he, like, writes it down on this other customer. He's like, hey, I'm going to write on you for a second. Like, I'd be like, no, fuck you, bud. He's being a super obnoxious and just, like, a huge dick. Yeah, I think this just drives the point home because otherwise you just feel... You still do, but even more terrible for this guy that it happens to. Yeah, it's, um, it's kind of different how they set up his character because you're kind of sympathetic to him, but not 100%. Yeah, it's like the whole, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Yeah, this guy sucks and deserves shitty things to happen to him. I'm like, I don't think anyone deserves that shitty of a thing to happen to them. It's like, no, One this of those. is too far, but maybe he should, like, lose his podcast. Yeah. You know? The guy just lost his leg, which is still terrible. I'm like, eh, fuck him. The guy loses his leg and gets turned into a walrus. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Which I, <laughs> I always like to think of, like, what if... Like, they got him, but we're like, I know they, like, cut his tongue out, but let's say they, like, replaced it. And he could continue to be a podcaster. Imagine the ratings they would get of, uh, Wallace is back. He's going to tell his exclusive story about how he got turned into a walrus right here. Oh, my God. Imagine him being, like, interviewed on CNN or whatever. (laughs) Like, little boxes where they're not on scene. Yeah. It's like, now oh we're also on Patreon and charging $50 an episode, you know. And they would get it at least for a while. Oh, yeah, at least for a few episodes. you would. I would have to be like, I want to hear the story. Yeah. Well, uh, he asked for, Gila Point asked for that notepad from the flashback, and they do the whole Big Lebowski trick to reveal the number. Yeah, and I even love how um, Haley Joe Osmond's like, oh, I saw that on Big Lebowski, and Johnny Depp's like, that's actually where I learned it. Yeah, which it will work, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, which I do love in the Big Lebowski whenever he does it. It's just a guy with a huge dick, and he looks yeah. at it, he's like, what? <laughs> we get um, 
Howard and Wallace swimming together in the water. And we get... This is, like, another big reveal, because we get another flashback to when Howard was stranded on that island, because it shows right before he was rescued, he ended up killing Mr. Tusk. Yeah, and killing him, him and eating him. So this is his weird, sick, like, I want you to be able to get even with me. I feel terrible for what I did to you. But instead of, like, letting a real walrus do it to him, like, just going and fighting a walrus, he <laughs> creates walruses to fight him. It's uh, odd. I'm how can I immediately see that news story in my mind of old man jumps zoo enclosure, jumps into zoo enclosure and punches walrus in the face? And, and and come victory. on, I want you to do it! Like, come dies. on, Mr. Tusk! <laughs> but, but, yeah, so uh, like... That, that kind of leads me to think that these uh, walruses actually aren't supposed to really last. That he's done this with, like, every single one of them, and basically wants to fight them for that reason so they don't actually really have to live too long it's not like he wants like a forever buddy i he think almost... he wants it to last i think he wants it to kill him and then be live the rest of its life life as a walrus that has killed him okay so i mean i don't know we're looking way too far into this walrus movie but it does it goes actually pretty in depth even more in depth than like i mean even like it chapter one you know Oh, yeah, a lot more than some of these great movies that we've seen. Yeah, it does have a little more, like... Um, There's some the real meat looking? to the bone. Yeah. No pun intended. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> after they find the address, they're almost there, and they find his car in the lake, and so they know they're close, and this is where they're like, okay, it's time to go, and Gila Point opens up the gun case that's two pistols and a shotgun, and... I love that Ted doesn't want it. He's like, I don't know how to use it. He's like, you, I don't want it. You, you don't want the gun? What kind of American are you? Yeah. Well, I love how he, he uh, Ted looks at it. He's like, I don't want it. And he's like almost like pumped up, like ready to go fight almost. He's like getting himself pumped up. <laughs> yeah. Which it, it reminds me kind of like in um Friday the 13th Part 8 when they like know Jason's on the boat and they gather all the weapons and they're like, I think the guy's, the boxer's name's Jules, isn't it? I'm pretty sure. I believe so. And they're like, Jules, what are you taking? And he's like, nothing. And they all kind of look at him. And then he's like, except this shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Joking aside, the boxer came close to beating Jason than most characters in other movies. Oh, the box. That's a ama an amazing scene in part eight when he's literally boxing Jason on the rooftop of Vancouver. I mean, New York City. I thought that was still on the boat, wasn't it? No, that's on top of the boat. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right, yeah. It's been a little bit. Because he um, punch, punches his head off and it goes into the dumpster. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but so we get the whole gun thing, and then it cuts to the most amazing <laughs> part in this fucking movie, Brett. Is you start getting this like tribal drum stuff playing. It's just the beginning of a regular song, but the beginning's real like heavy on the toms. Everyone's like, boom, 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 boom. like get pumped music. Yeah, and it shows obviously Wallace, but then Michael Parks in a walrus costume, but with the regular face and the tusks are on his forehead, so he can like pull the hood over. And he's like, "You will fight me, Mister Walrus, or you will die." And having a man in that outfit yelling that. <laughs> sells me you could i could know nothing about this movie not know kevin smith was involved anything if you would show me that like five second clip i'd be like where may i buy the tickets i'm in yeah like, 
<laughs> and if I'm Wallace, I'm also looking at Michael Parks's like Walrus outfit, being like, "What the fuck? Why did I have to get sewn into this thing? You're in that thing, and you're exactly like I am. You even have tusks, even. Yeah, you didn't have to take my leg off for it. Yeah. Um, and then the Walrus start fight starts, which, which is this because I'm assuming due to I'm sure these suits as impressive as they were were not like tear proof and everything like that well and also so it's, it's yeah, kind of just them like bouncing into each other yeah you can't really move much in them like the, you're kind of hopping around on your like hands it looks like yeah. so yeah it's very much of like they had to use some camera work with this to make it interesting but yeah and it thankfully they cut away from it a lot to the others like running to find them so that works pretty well and then it cuts to oh i didn't even uh, mention about um i love the bed sheet that's ho- let hanging in a wallace's like enclave walrus enclave where it's just like a projector playing like the sea and like birds oh and other walrus clips and everything yeah and i love yeah. when they keep cutting back to when our walruses are fighting it's like clips of actual walruses fighting yeah i think that's smart because it shows you well this is actually kind of how they fight if they do yeah, but it definitely, like, if we just saw the un-like edited version of them fighting each other, it would look like two sumo wrestlers, like, kind of bumping into each other. With their legs tied together, like, trying to fight. Yeah. Um, so, I feel like, because Allie and Ted are now running through the house at this point. They've made it there, and they find the leg, but they're, like, just running through this giant mansion, but they start hearing him, so they're almost there. Yeah, there's so many great shots of them like coming around the corner with like a with their guns drawn and then like cutting away real quick. <laughs> yeah. Um and, like looking down the giant stairwell yeah, and everything. Yeah. I love that. Like little shots like that. I'm like that's well done. Yeah. Um what I feel like this next part is cheating because Howard stands from his walrus suit. Well yeah, he's like um you're the closest it's something along the lines of you're the closest one to ever beat me, but not today. I think you made it further than the others or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, then he stands up and he's just like yeah, he's cheating at this point. He's like, "Oh, wait a minute. Maybe he this one will beat me." Okay, I'm going to kill you now. <laughs> he's naked, covered in blood, but still wearing the walrus headpiece on yeah. top of his head. <laughs> and Wallace like stabs him in the foot with his tusk and kills him like repeatedly stabbing him doesn't he say something like as he's dying oh i've missed you mr tusk or something like that something like oh there you are mr tusk or it's something like that of like well he uh, makes the proclamation of the only way you can kill me is to go full walrus yeah but if you go full walrus you will live your life as a walrus your days of a man are over which i mean i understand like at the very like then this goes to the end now that I wanted to talk to talk about as well. Oh wait, but, we're not there. Are you talking about the very end? Well, yeah, I, it's coming up here in a minute. But yeah, yeah, I understand. Like he's like screaming, and he his adrenaline's probably like going like real bad at this moment. But and I understand like that. I understand where he's like screaming. And he's going nuts. But then cut to a year later. Yeah, you think he'd be more like regular? What? Why do they still have him in this walrus suit? Cut him oh, out of it. We'll get there in a minute. Give <laughs> him some plastic surgery. Like I know, because the best is like the reveal to Ted and Allison, because they break in the room like right after he's got done killed in Howard. That he's just looking at them screaming in his walrus sounds. 
Yeah, he's just screaming at them, and they're like holding each other, and then Johnny Depp comes in with his like shiny shotgun. Oh, and it it makes you think he puts him out of his misery. Yeah, which I mean, maybe uh, I would have rather probably him be put out of his misery than live outside in like a doghouse. Yeah, I I don't know. That's a weird morality question. What you would do there? But I feel like. I don't know. That's not like all hope is gone for him to become normal again. He will not be able to talk. That is that is true. But there's lots of people who can't talk. Right. He will probably be wheelchair bound. I imagine they could semi save his arms. They're just I like mean, stitched up in a weird way. It, it, it looks like basically from when you saw it before, it looks like the skin is just stitched together. So they could probably. And I'm sure stitched to those. him on the inside. Yeah. But like you could undo that. It's right. not like fused to you. Like, but yeah, anyway, yeah, let's get to this end, because we see Ted and Allie pull up to an exotic animal shelter, like a recovery I mean, place or something like that, you know. Which gave me a big, like, Tiger King vibes. Yeah, but they were, they were a roadside zoo, more yeah. than this. This was, but like, to help animals and stuff. Anytime I see it's, like, whatever exotic animal thing, I automatically now think of, like, tigers and meth. <laughs> Oh man, you could do like a rework of this movie, like Claw, where it was like Joe Exotic turning someone into a tiger. Oh, or like have like okay, Joe Exotic's released from jail somehow, and he, yeah. Kevin Smith wants them in his next movie, where it's Joe Exotic getting out of jail and takes over the special case of the human walrus. Oh my god, this movie would be ripe for a sequel. Not even with Joe Exotic, as much as I would love that, but you could do shit. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> But yeah, so they go there, and you look at this enclosure, you don't see him yet, and they're like, Wallace, Wallace, and what Ted goes, do the treat, and she throws <laughs> the fucking raw fish out, and he comes out and eats it, and we have one more flashback to her talking about him crying during the way Pooh's like, I don't know the last time you cried, and she goes, my grandpa said, crying is good, it's what separates us from the animals. Right. So... And then when it cuts back to him, she says, like, I love you or something like that. They leave and he starts crying. And so I guess he's still human, which yeah. is even more terrifying because that goes to show he's a person. So he, he's been stuck like this for an entire year while people are just throwing fish at him. I'm like, motherfucker, I'm a person in here. Help me. Take me to the hospital. Even let's say, even if you're somehow stuck that way, okay? Let's let's eat, take the well. He's obviously not stuck that way, but let's say he's stuck in the walrus suit, right? For some so, reason, like if they detach it, he'll die. Yeah, exactly. Like he's somehow in there to a point where, like, yeah, if they take it off, he's gone for. Okay, yeah. Let's just, let's say that, even though that's not the case. No. But if it was. Couldn't they at least throw well, one? Why do they have to throw him food? But if they do, they could like put a pizza or a steak or something yeah. for him. Be like, they have to a give him raw fish. Like this is as bad, if not worse, because at least when I was with uh, fucking uh, Howard Howe, I was inside. You just have me outside in a dugout, and you just throw my uh, giant mega chug cups. You just give me those, and I'm crushing those. Those are litter in my pen all over the place. That is disgusting. I'm like, oh, thanks for the beach ball, fuckers. <laughs> You're gonna fucking kill me, holy shit. Yeah, he didn't set a TV up in his enclosure or anything. Yeah, he's like, the water isn't even uh, 
deep enough for me to fucking try to drown myself. I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah, that's the most, like, of all the cruelties that Howard put him through, this is worse. Yeah, why this, this is the real villain of the movie, is whoever decided to put him in here. And I guess, it, did they bring him back to the United States? Is he still in Canada? Like... I think it, I do think it's still in Canada. I think it said of like Manitoba or something on the sign. Okay. I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure it did. Because I was wondering that too. I don't remember where the fuck I was. Oh, so you know how you could have switched that ending around a little bit? Hmm. You still have that whole dialogue of her. That's what separates us from the animals. And then if it zooms on his face and he doesn't cry, then to me, I'm like, oh, he has gone full walrus. Right. But the fact that they made him cry, I'm like, get that man out of that suit! Well, and the fact of, they, Kevin Smith wrote the lines of, if you cry, you're human, not an animal. On purpose. Yes. To make you feel bad for this guy, or, I don't know. I, I have no idea. The, the, the ending is the most, what the fuck about this movie. Which I also love whenever, um... Kevin was talking about moose jaws all the time. His uh, he wanted the walrus to fight the moose. And oh, that would have been cool. And I've been like, you know oh, what? that would have been awesome. I do remember him saying that he wanted to kill off Jay and Silent Bob and Moose Jaws because he had no plans for him at the time. Yeah, but I feel like that's changed now. Oh yeah, well definitely now with um reboot and like Clerks Three is like and possible mall rat. Yeah, I think he's that was the right decision to not do that. Oh god, if I would have been so sad if he killed off Jay and Silent Bob, especially in Moose Jaws. Yeah. Um, so, oh, it's not even done. Because, yes, that's the end of the movie, but, and then it shows him go back into the closure after crying, and we get credits, and we kind of have two post-credits things. Oh, okay. Um, because they play the whole sad song, which is just looking at the pool with the ball floating around forever, which is depressing as hell. Which and then, I think um, that's the song is actually called Tusk, I believe. And Kevin said that was like the most expensive thing of the movie was getting that song licensed. Oh, uh, okay. But then after that, I almost wish they didn't do this, but they play the audio from that Smodcast episode. Oh, yeah. Well, from one of them of him and um, Mosier talking about it and laughing. Because to me, I'm like, I know this started as a joke, but yeah, it's funny and everything. But then you kind of serious it up a little bit to play that in there kind of takes you out of it. Like, oh, this is all, you know. See, I enjoyed it. Or that's from the that's from the episode, The Walrus and the Carpenter. Yeah, I know. And it, it's really interesting. I, I think it's interesting to see it go from, and this is just a fucked up idea. This will never get made. But wouldn't it be cool if we did it to you just finished watching the thing? <laughs> I guess so. Like, I don't feel strongly on it, but it's something to me I felt like that could have been more of a bonus feature than an actual, you know. True. Um, and then we do get the post credit scene of Gila Point just leaning on a rock after the whole thing. Like, oh, no, like he's having indigestion from the poutine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot like, oh, about that. Got that second slider, and that's it. Yeah, it ends with Johnny Depp having to shit. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, I, at the end of it, I love this movie. It's just all so much fun. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I muted myself. I forgot that I did. Yeah, so this movie is just wild, and that's all I can say. It's funny because this movie, as much as everyone wants to say no one saw it and everything, really in recent years, people I know who have no love or care about any Kevin Smith stuff have seen this movie. 
Oh yeah, it's definitely found its like kind of niche audience, like especially in like the horror stuff. If people don't that don't even know this is a Kevin Smith movie, are now like taught like I see it constantly on like the uh, horror pages and stuff I go on where people are like, "Have you ever seen this movie Tusk?" It's like one of those movies. Yeah, it's it just become so weird that people know about it. And then, yeah, that's Tusk. Uh, should we do our end of movie stuff? Yeah. Okay, so those who don't know, we do the Throbbing with Horror Kill Count, which totals all the deaths we've seen in all the movies that we've reviewed. Um, this should be an easy one for you, Brett. Last week, we had... What did we do last week? Oh, brain damage. And we ended with 263. Do you know what our kill count now stands with Tusk? I would say 264, right? You got two weeks in a row. Okay, because I was like, I was thinking about it, and I was like, I'm pretty sure Michael Parks is the only one that actually gets killed in the movie. You are 100. This was a pretty, this was a softball, but I'll give it to you. You got it. Yay. <laughs> All right. I also wanted to say, like, this movie, it reminded me of, like, a modern day, like, 50s B movie also with parts. Where I could have definitely seen, like, let's say this was made in, like, the 50s or 60s or so. Yeah. I could see Michael Parks getting switched out with, like, Vincent Price and this almost working as good as it does with Michael Parks. Oh, yeah. 100%. This doesn't need to be modern to work. No. this And it's just that classic, like, almost classically trained actor kind of thing of, like, I could see where Vincent Price would be, like, really cool in this movie if it was, like, yeah. made 40 years ago. Oh, yeah. Well, every week, uh, Greg has his kill count, and I have my ratings, where I like to rate the movie using something of the movie and not just stars. So it's 1 through 10, 1 being uh, shitty, don't ever watch it, 10 being this is the greatest thing ever. Uh, what do we have? I, I'm, I'm honestly kind of curious what you use for this week. I'm try I always just come up with them on the spot, and I'm trying to think of, like, what I could use. It's... Uh, a poutine weenies okay so like a poutine slider yeah okay okay so one being one poutine weenie being thrown away don't even eat it 10 being only eat this food <laughs> okay um oh god i mean i would probably give this eight eight i would say eight poutine weenies brett this is a rare occasion in throbbing with horror history I have rated this movie an 8.5. Oh, wow. Usually I rate it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I like. I can't believe that. That's the first time I think that's happened. Well, I was trying to think. I almost said No, it's like, happened before, but usually it's you being higher. Yeah. Like, yeah, I almost said 9, but then I was like, I really can't. Like, I love this movie a lot, but I can't give it a 9. Now, now before anyone jumps down our throats, these are... In what we like in a horror movie. If I'm sitting down and critically rating it, I don't think I'd give it an 8.5. But on the Greg horror movie scale, it gets an 8.5. Oh yeah, these are our personal. Like, if we actually broke it down into, like, what a movie's supposed to be and all that boring shit. Yeah, it would probably yeah. be lower. Like, on Letterboxd, as a 2.5 out of 5. Yeah, I'm not a professional film critic. Neither are you that I am aware of. So, take that how you will. Right. So, do we want to reveal next week? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, Tusk was amazing. I'm glad I got to see it again after all this time. Next week, we've been teasing it for a few weeks now about it's our 25th episode. Uh, it's the giant size 25. We wanted to do like a really a special movie for it. Yeah. And my friends, I could not think of any better movie 
for me or you or anyone else in the future than Plan 9 from Outer Space. Yes. Oh, boy. Next week, we will re- be reviewing this movie in the future. So, are you doing the black and white or the colored version? Oh, black and white all the way. Okay, good, because that's what I'm watching, too. That's what I started. Yeah, which, uh, written, directed, and produced, it's the Edward Trifecta for a reason, because he created it. He didn't actually create it, but, because I think, what's his name, and uh, Orson Welles did it with Citizen Kane. Oh, that's been being done forever, but, but yeah. Whenever I'd be like, oh, they did the Edward Trifecta, that's what I'm always talking about, and I adore Edward. Yeah, this movie, if you don't know, and I'm not talking bad on it, is famous for, even when I took an American cinema class in college, as being the worst movie of all time, which I do think has now changed since The Room has released, well, but it was always referred to as that. That's what um gained Edward like, his cult following. Is like two years after he died, uh, it was awarded like the Golden Razzie or something. Yeah. Where he was voted the worst director of all time. Yes. And this was voted the worst movie of all time, which isn't true. It's not even the worst Ed Wood movie of all time. That would probably be like Night of the Ghouls. Yeah. And we, as we discussed, there's good bad movies and bad bad movies. This is definitely a good bad movie. Oh, this is the king of like bad movies i would good bad movies i would say this is above the room this is above troll this was like the granddaddy that started it all oh yeah which we'll give you more of it next week yeah the i cannot wait to talk about it next week um yeah it's i believe it's a public domain movie so it's yes. basically stream it like i'm it's on tubi i know it's on amazon prime i think it's even just on youtube it is i checked all three it's uh the three places you can watch it streaming oh by the way if you listen to the episodes far away from when we recorded them ignore what i say here because that stuff changes all the time i should start saying that but if you're listening to this during release time that time frame you can watch on tubi prime or youtube yes and honestly, buy a DVD copy of it. I don't think it's on Blu-ray yet. But buy I, a DVD copy of it. I found a DVD copy of this at the flea market the one time for like $2. And it has like a special documentary on it too about Ed Wood. So like, I'm going to rewatch that too. Yeah. You can give me all the behind the scenes. Yeah. Oh, next week's episode is going to be a four hour episode. I do not have four hours. <laughs> do you do, don't you put that on me. <laughs> Well, unless you have anything else, man. No, I'm good. All right, yeah, just make sure to follow us on uh, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Um, and uh, I saw, Greg, you were doing some TikToks a little bit, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm still trying it. I'm working it's, my way through being a cool kid. Yeah, it's fun. You just, got, like I said, say YOLO and swag more. Uh, that is, again, not <laughs> that is not cool anymore. I'm on a boat, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, uh, you guys have a great week. We'll see you next week with Plan 9, and we hope we've left your brain throbbing with horror.